is worship is loving what you love. Okay. Worship is the worship is the act of loving what you love. If Jesus is the center of worship as Christian doctrine instructs he should be, then mm-hmm. worship is loving God. So the act of loving what you know you should love regardless of how you feel emotionally about it uh, is a pure form of worship. Welcome to the Catch Up Podcast, where Christian friends come together to catch up and explore God-centered conversations. Our goal is to inspire, share stories, and deepen our faith in light of the gospel. Without further ado, let's journey together in this week's episode of the Catch Up Podcast. Where you did the thing? I wanted a small. Okay, okay. okay. Good for you. Anyways, guys, welcome back to the Catch Up Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm here by myself. Well, as a host, as a co-host, but I'm not alone. <laughs> this guy right here. I have my guest here, Tobin Alford. Tobin Alford, Mr. Tobin, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It's doctor. Doctor? No, oh, PhD. Okay. PhD. I see doctor theologian. Um, um, you're a professor medieval, at um, medieval. Cambridge University. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or, or is Cambridge too low for you? Far too low. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry about that. No, it's fine. Dr. Tobin. Just don't let it happen again. Uh, yeah, Dr. Alford, I'm sorry about mm-hmm. that. Anyways. Dr. Alford, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It um, is very good to be back. Yeah, so like, um, so usually what we do here is that actually before we get to you, we want to address the elephant in the room of like what's happening in, over the news recently. Do you know what that is? Is, is there an elephant in the room? Um, metaphorically. What is it? The Nephilim. <sighs> oh, well, not really Nephilim, but yes, more like... No, no, uh, no, no. That's why we're here. <laughs> to, yes, we are discussing exclusively the Nephilim. We're going to get sidetracked for a little bit. I know it's about, we're, we're talking about worship, but we're going to get sidetracked for a little bit. Yeah, we are. So I want to know your thoughts about it because I have a That's, few. What do you think it is, Tobin? Mm, the more I, the more I hear about the Nephilim, the less I know. Oh. Okay, I'm other than it's giants in the Old Testament, that could still be in existence today. Okay. In the deepest parts of the earth. I would say Nephilim exists yeah. with the NBA players. Shaq O'Neal. Because if you have to think about it, you know, like the Hebrew people. Like, yeah, but they have to they're, be. They're, they're short. Do they have to be evil? Okay. No. Dr. Laura Sanger. Okay. Uh, I think it's Fuller. In her research, she concludes like they're usually they usually are tall, very tall, giants, red hair, uh, comp- competitive spirits. Okay, uh, I thought you were saying like tall gingers are nephilim. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of what she's saying, and then oh. like. I don't know. She talks about competitive spirits. Was that Violent, the one that you um, showed to Audrey and... Yes. Yes? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. Uh, yes. <laughs> that was... That was... It was pretty out there. 
It's but it was, I don't know. I think it's entertaining at the very least. So That's in, Blurry Creatures. I'm plugging another podcast. Yes. They're actually good. They're, I, I, yeah. I love listening to oh, them. Do you? Just a little bit. Not all, like not, not, not a lot from their episodes. I, I don't listen to shape my views. It's more just entertainment. Exactly. That's me with the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Theo Vaughn. So what, what do you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kick a fat kid at Kmart. Oh my God. <laughs> Praise God, baby. <laughs> Pedal. Nah, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're not going to go there. We're going to land the plane. But so what do you think about like the whole Florida thing? Florida. Oh, it's I, Florida. I'm out of the loop on Florida. Oh, so you know about like the whole like, like when there's there's like a hundred police cars surrounding this mall in Miami. All right, I think it's somewhere oh, in Florida. You know oh, what okay. Like? Yes, I m- my brain went to like Florida man. Oh, I was thinking like <laughs> enjoyable Tampa. I was trying to connect it with the Nephilim. Is no, that's like, what that's what I'm that, that's what I was referring is, to. Is Nessie involved in Florida? Mm, that's no. a, it's all over the news. Yeah, it is all over the news. I don't know. I really yeah. have no clue. People are. No, I don't. No. You don't know what it is. Know. You don't want to touch on it. Like, you don't want to. I, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm out of now. I don't trust people enough to like, or the news. That's know. fair. That's fair. You're right. I don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust the United States in general. No. I'm not a commie, just so y'all know, just because I'm Asian. And, and again, it's like, <laughs> not a commie. But anyway. We are off to the, off for... <laughs> uh, the most glorious start <laughs> Amen. Ever. Amen. Of this podcast, actually. Amen. But anyways. Tobin, yes. <laughs> in light of the topic of the Nephilim, tell us something about yourself. Like, <laughs> huge, huge Nephilim fan. <laughs> What's I've seen Bigfoot at least five times. Oh, okay. No, no. no. Dang it. You got yeah. my hopes up. Yeah. I thought Bigfoot was true. Anyways, so Tobin, can you tell us something about like, you know, what the Lord's been doing in your heart recently and like, what are some of the convictions or some of the things or lessons he's been teaching you recently? I think about this all day, actually. I, it's like you just gave you just gave me a wide open door. Um, oh, but go ahead. I don't know. I think there's this is so. I I turned twenty five six months ago, and there's so much I could unpack, like about just processing the way I was raised mm. um not not bad it's just like this is a way of doing things and like just um my understanding of the world um re reevaluating what I see as law and gospel Mm. um and how much which i'm i don't know i'm speaking in churchy terms because that's like where we are right now (laughs) it's easy to do that but i mean like realistically speaking i think i'm trying to understand grace better okay that's good in the sense of so i'm not just speaking christianese in the sense of how much um how much freedom and redemption is there actually in god and how much 
is he actually working in my life? You know, mm-hmm. um, cause it's kind of endless. And like, I guess whenever I, whenever I came here, um, cause you're from, you're from New Mexico, right? I'm from like, New Mexico. Yeah. And then I lived in Indiana for pretty much four years. And then I moved here. Um, I'm, I'm just unpacking a lot of, um, well, culture isn't taught, it's caught. It's mm. very, very applicable, realistic cliche. There's a reason it's a cliche. But this is the first time in my life that I've, I've ever been in a place where I can kind of, I can sit back and mm. go, this place, this system believes these things, and that's awesome. And if that's for me, great. And if that's not, what do I believe? You know? Mm. And it's not like a sense of I'm rebelling against the system. It's more just like, okay, I'm not trying to be individualistic here, but I am trying to figure out what, what am I? And through what am I? It, it, backtracks to who is God because that shapes everything, Mm -hmm, right? Yeah. But, I mean, he's used that narcissistic tendency of mine to bring it back to himself as he does all things. Mm, That's true. Uh, Which, like, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to speak in abstract terms, but, like, if I put... If I put that on the ground and I speak in realistic terms. I think, I mean, there's been conviction slash like correction slash um, even just commendation, I guess, on Mm -hmm. like, hey, you're doing this well in the sense of um, things that I'd given up on as a kid because growing up, and and gosh, we're already in the weeds here, but like growing up in a uh, small town where I really didn't have any close friends, I didn't understand the meaning of close friends, um, going to a Christian school, um, not exactly being a PK, but kind of like it based upon like what my mom did at the school. Uh, my, my world today is being rocked by how, what Christian community looks like, mm. what the world looks like, and the merging of the two, and loving God in all of it. Loving mm. God through my past whenever I thought I did, whenever I didn't want to, um, Whenever you have the rug, whenever, whenever God gracefully, graciously pulls the rug out from underneath you mm. in, in the sense of everything you've known about reality is about to change based upon the fact that I'm going to expose you to the world more. Oh, wow. And I'm going to expose you to... Um, That's a tough situation to be in. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's not on... It only is if God's not gracious and God's yeah. not good, which okay, he yeah, is. Yeah. But it's like, 
um, you're you're going to experience so many different people, you know. Yeah. And the more you experience, the more I'm I I'm going to probably quote Tim Keller a lot because he's been like the bedrock. <laughs> it's like the more you experience of people, and the more you experience of that imago day. The image of God in people, the more you're going to be like, oh, God's a lot bigger than any kind of box that I've kept him in and any kind of uh, structure I was raised in. And that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, you're not an expert on God anymore. Mm -hmm. You're... Very much an elementary student. Mm-hmm. Being humbled, that's why that's <laughs> put you in your place. <laughs> that, that great theologian Kendrick was just quoting the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Sit down, be humble. And that's <laughs> yeah. That's about the only thing that he quoted the Holy Spirit on. But mm. no. So, Dang. anyways, that's kind of where I've been. Like my to say it like I would say that my even in the sense of um, extroversion, introversion, what I'm capable of socially is mm-hmm. changing in the sense. Wow. Yeah. Because it's really easy to have either really deep conversations or really in passing conversations where they're just kind of joking, but like the middle ground, mm-hmm. we're working on that. Really? Yeah. Which which side do you think you're in right now? Oh, the middle. Oh, the middle? Yeah. Both sides are okay. Uh-huh. It's the middle where it's like, hey, yeah. Uh, mm, what's up? Yeah. But beforehand, like where you were more at, are you more like on the side of like, yeah, let's just like passively oh, I can, I mean, talk about this? As As draining as it is, small talk like is easy, you know? I yawn That's, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Small talk. Small, Small talk, talk sucks. Yeah. But it beats being vulnerable with people that you don't know and <laughs> you don't know what they're going to do with the information that you give them. That's true. And you don't want to just dump. Yes, because you want to establish that boundary. You don't want just want to give a lot to just like you were saying to strangers. and Right. But, right. okay, I get what you're saying. So. That's what the Lord is doing in me. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. That's good, man. But it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. good in those as well. Oh, yeah. So it's, that's... And if he wasn't, I wouldn't be going through that. Mm. Amen. Because I think, well, and this is this is the last thing I'll say is like, very good. in Bible Belt USA, especially in Texas, where there's... A crap ton of money to go around. Yeah. Um. The, I mean, I'm the enemy of at least my spiritual formation is comfort and the ability to placate. Mm. Like, well, why embrace? the grind of pursuing God when I can go to church on Sunday and I'm not 
going to be persecuted for anything that I say or do. Um, Did you hear that? There's there's someone oh. out there. I hope. Um, uh, I, I, I guess like the listeners didn't hear that, but like there was a scream. Yeah, somewhere. Is it someone shouting? But. Violent scream. Anyways, um, so what I think probably is like, I don't know. Eugene Peterson wrote a letter to his son one time where he's like, uh, he was in. He was in Tyler, Texas. Mm. He writes to his son and he's like, why do I feel like I'm on a different planet where everyone here is so comfortable? And the image I got was like, I don't, I don't know where this came from. This is in the deep recesses of my mind. I saw it one time, Wally, the Pixar film, <laughs> Wally, where everyone on the spaceship is morbidly overweight because everything is easy for them yeah it's comfort it's comfort um they're not putting in any effort to be what they can't see they need to be Mm -hmm. and in texas I'm picking on Texas. It's really just United. It's America. It's it's anywhere where people don't have to walk through something because they believe in Jesus. Mm. Um, that is like an enemy to our souls. It's an enemy to my soul. That is true. Yeah. I'm trying to pick my words really carefully and I'm bombing it. But <laughs> just know oh, this is unfiltered. Man. Uh, this, this is unfiltered. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we should have like a like a well, segment in the. I podcast. feel like we we need like a y'all need a VIP section or something like for your paid Patreon like. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear what he really said at the beginning of this podcast, man, <laughs> go to Patreon. <laughs> Once we get big, yes. Yeah. Once we hit like a thousand listeners, we're definitely gonna yeah. do that. Right now, we're only like down to three hundred. Okay. Not a whole lot, but yeah. Anyways, faithful few. So speaking of like you know like God. You said like God teaching you kind of like, you know, um, unteaching you some ways that you've learned growing up. Speaking of that, like what are some like, do you believe that worship is part of that? Like when, you know, like you, you, you grew up believing that worship is one thing and transitioning to now, like, does that change? Like what is, like, let's, let, let's be specific here real quick. Like what is, what is worship for you? Okay. Or in terms of biblical definition of worship. Okay. Are we talking church worship? Are we talking just life? We can, yeah, I mean, we can be as broad as we okay. can, but like, let's okay. start with broad. generic. Well, yeah, I know you love generic. Yes. No. Okay. This is, I, I wanted to be that guy that like went to 10,000 different books and commentaries. And I'm like, I'm going to find the perfect definition for worship <laughs> and I'm going to use that. What does, uh, what does Spurgeon say about worship or whatever? And it was like, well, what do you, what do I define worship as? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought long and hard about it. And I came to the conclusion in um, a matter of a few minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> that like the best way I know to put it is worship is loving what you love. 
Okay. Worship is the worship is the act of loving what you love. Hmm. Um. So, if, if Jesus is the center of worship, as Christian doctrine instructs, he should be. Then, mm-hmm. worship is loving God. Yeah. Right. Um. And if it's anything else, it's anything else. Yeah. If so, like if we talk about worship in the sense of church, um, worship is loving God through this divine sermon, liturgy, all the things. Uh, if we're talking about it through maybe a more evangelical line would be like worship is pouring out your praise during these songs with you know amazing Amazing. pads and guitars and drums and Mm -hmm. all the things uh and so there's a i mean that's kind of what i'm thinking of how many different people are going to take the word worship so many different ways. That's true. Yeah. Especially from a different denomination. Like if you're like a... Yeah. Yeah. Well, because... Well, you and I were talking before this even started about like um, worship in the sense of our prayer lives. (laughs) I'm like, praying is hard for me. Same. Praying is... Praying... For some reason, and and I could be like, am I, do I love God enough? Am I not praying? What's happening here? You know? Mm. But it's like, well, just talk, you know? That's part of worship. Mm-hmm. Loving what you love. How, if I never talk to the people I love, do I love them? Mm. You know? But in another sense, <laughs> no condemnation for that, you know? Because it's it's hard at the same time. I've never I've never met someone with a healthy marriage who didn't at some point hit me with the marriage is hard, <laughs> and that's probably something in culture today that we get wrong. Is like these there are some people worship's never hard for them, and usually that's in the sense of I just can't wait to go seeing any moat and soak and mm. sit. Um, Are you talking about like in church sense? Like yeah. the type of worship? Okay. Yeah. And in, a, in another sense, you know, I think we're lazy. <laughs> we don't do things that, especially when, it, especially when it comes to our spirituality, and it comes to like, well, God didn't give me a download this morning or whatever. <laughs> download. It's, it's like hard. Yeah. yeah. So I don't do it, you know, or whatever. Mm. It's work because love is work. Yeah. Any, any, if you're not doing it because you can get something out of it, that means it's work. That means it's sacrifice. That means it's costing you something. Mm-hmm. It's costing you time or effort or energy. Um, so the act 
of loving what you know you should love, regardless of how you feel emotionally about it, uh, is a pure form of worship. And that's something that's hard for us because in this culture, it's like, well, we should be, we should, um, probably like whatever you feel the most about, just feel the most about is what you love and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but how do I reorder my love? Mm. Because that's something God commands us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause true. I can feel really good about a lot of really less than God things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've read, uh, you've read your, what you love, but James K. Smith, right? I, Yes. Okay. You bought me that book. Yes. You gave me that yes, book. Yes, I gave me that book. So like that... <laughs> that He's really, a good man. Oh, well, it was just a great book that I think you'd love. Uh-huh. Um, but it kind of ties into what you're saying because yeah. like, you know, like like you said, like we are like as as people that made in the image of God, we are worshipers. Yeah. You know, we are lovers. Mm-hmm. We love. We are made to love. And and that's the that's the what did you do? I just hit the mic. Oh, oh, it's all right. No, but that's that's the, that's what you do. It's like um, I think, yeah, we, we we worship is like you know, it's all about always reorienting our loves because we love we lovers, and most yeah. times we love like what you're saying. We love something less than God, and yeah. that's the problem. And but yeah, and sometimes I don't know. Um, I'm sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No. I just want to point out that the book you are what you love, just because it's it's a great book for some of y'all that don't know. This is fantastic. It's book. a fantastic book. I, I, I we highly recommend. It's somewhere over here. Yes, actually, I've seen it. I don't know where it is, but it's somewhere. We'll have to find it. Mm-hmm. It has to be somewhere over there, actually. I, I'm tempted to get up and go look for it. I won't. Actually, you know, yeah, you have the freedom to do so if you want to. <laughs> Because it's a re- like we want to show. I mean, for the video people, because this is gonna be. <laughs> it's I'm gonna, gonna go, go find it. Yes, yes. If y'all hear me yelling, it's just so that the mic can hear me. <laughs> go yell. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, like, yeah, the "You Are What You Love" book. It's just like it's one of those books where like, it it shows that worship is more than just like what worship is, like defined by evangelical. American evangelicals. And this is a side note. This library is crazy. Yes, we're in a library right now. Again, for the for the video for for the people that are listening to the podcast, not watching the video, we are in a library, a theological library right now. The only theological library in West Texas, <laughs> uh, within range and within the Panhandle. So, if you guys are looking for theological resources. You can email us at catchuppodcast2023 gmail.com. What they have is like a QR code that I'm going to go scan. There you go. So that I can find this book. Oh, we have options for that? Yeah, dude. I didn't even know that. That's insane. That's crazy. Dang. I have a feeling you're probably going to want to edit some of this. I'm definitely going to edit some of this. Because. I'm really scared about like the first half of everything I've said. <laughs> Are you? So don't be. Don't be. Don't be, bro. That's the, that's the point of this podcast. I feel like the listeners right now were like, what what, what are they doing? Like, right, what am I listening to? <laughs> this is wild card, okay? Tell me what you were doing. <laughs> what session is it in, do you think? Uh, I'm looking. Okay. You are what you love. Again, it's a great book. Like, shout out to Mac Buchanan. Um, he recommended that book to me. At first, I thought, I was like, man, this is another book, theological books that was just like, it's going to drain the, like my mind 
and in reality, it didn't. It actually changed the way I view worship and the way how we love things and how, like, we are we are lovers. We we are like beings that love that are wired and formed by habits, and and how those habits form our loves. Just it's an amazing it's an amazing deep book. It's very philosophical. Again, for for people that are not book nerds like Tobin and I, like. It's an amazing book. Highly recommend it. Found it yet? No. No? I'm trying to fill in the gaps here, Tobin. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you, know Hold on. you found it? <laughs> it's very there's a lot of it's not a it's a it's not a big it's not a huge book. Like it's a like it, it has a cream color. Tobin, never mind. Let's not yeah, let's I'm I am in the weeds. Can you just edit that part out completely? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's right here. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's just Smith. <laughs> Will Smith? Oh, it's well. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Do you like keep a running, like, mark of, like, where to yes. edit stuff out? Yes. You're so no. pro. No, I, I have, oh. like, I have like markers. Yeah, where, that's like, good. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? Anyways, let's just go back into let's it. Let's go back. Yeah. <laughs> I love the clap. It's okay. You're Yeah, it's okay, Tobin. Anyways, anyways, we we're talking about we like reorienting loves mm-hmm. earlier because you mentioned that. Yeah, and um, <sighs> that's terrible. That's creepy. The paper towel <laughs> dispenser <laughs> by the sink just went off. This first, the this, this scream, <laughs> and then I feel like I feel like God's got something good in this for us. <laughs> you think based so? upon how much has happened already? Anyways, yes, yeah. So we're back at it. Um, so we were talking about re- reorienting loves in worship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why is it so difficult today for me to like keep us? It's the ADHD, man. I know. I, I'm telling you, I like it's real. Like I know I am not like I'm self-diagnosing myself. I don't know about you, <laughs> dude. But the last time, <laughs> this might be a two-hour-long conversation it's gonna be one of those joe rogan podcasts it is (laughs) the last time we podcasted i was i had been wondering i had had inklings for probably a couple weeks that i was like i could probably like have some real (laughs) tism (laughs) real tism yeah yeah. (laughs) and i was like no and then i started talking to people and it was like Oh no, it's just my brain. My brain doing crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and now the more you think about it, you're like, actually, might be true. I was probably <laughs> vaccinated as a small child. <laughs> I would argue that's the thing, that's the case. They're yep. they're implanting something. Okay, never mind. We're gonna get into a rabbit hole of conspiracy <laughs> about rabbit holes. <laughs> Anyways, keep like let's talk Lord, about thank you for this podcast. <laughs> 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 We've been rolling. I feel like you have about 20 minutes of usable footage. So. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. How long have we been at this for? Actually, we, I started, we, it's been 30 minutes, actually. Okay. Like, when, like, I know, like, some of the listeners would be like, well, it's not 30 minutes yet. It was like, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we started way, way back, even before we, we, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <sighs> worship. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk, we, we're, we're talking about like what is worship for Dr. Alford. Right. Uh, 
and it's I don't know. It's so that's such a broad statement. It is a very very broad. But um, like, okay, let's let's. I would say let let's let's try to organize this. Mm-hmm. So, what is worship for you in a church sense, and what is church for you in life yeah. of like in the life of a Christian? Okay, so let's start with in the I, life I, of a well, Christian. Okay, yeah, in the life of a Christian. I don't, worship is the um, the application, the carrying out of the catechism, right? What is a catechism? Uh, what is a catechism? What, or what is, what is ca- a okay. or what Westminster is Catechism. It says the first first question is what is the chief end of man to love God and enjoy Him forever, or a a good John Piper, uh, <laughs> good John Piper quote. Yeah, a so, good a good John Piper amendment. Oh, to that would be love God by enjoying Him forever. Which is like, okay, how do we do that? Right? Mm-hmm. Anything that you are free to do in Christ, and you're free to do a lot in Christ. We talked about that on the last podcast mm-hmm. of like, we have a lot of freedom to do yeah. a lot of a lot of good. For Christ, not that what we do is good, but the fact that Christ is in us makes that good. Amen. Yeah. Uh, Keep talking. I'm just making sure it was recording. Is it recording? <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a red light. A okay, red that's dot. good. Yeah, that's a good thing. We're okay, in business, now. guys. So, so anything that you're free to do in Christ is how you live your life. Mm-hmm. So the pressure is off. Like, And there are very real things I think, you know, God God gives us to do. Um, and he, he gives us the passion to do that. Um, and he gives us, you know, the, the freedom, the passion, the incentive, uh, the grace, like the equipping to do these things, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is like why we have specific things to do. So while we are free, we're also... You're also commanded through scriptures. Yeah. Um, so that's, that is the, the life style of, of worship. worship. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's an awareness of, of an omniscient God. So my life should, Lord willing, and ideally should reflect the fact that I am aware that God is with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and everything I'm doing, everyone I'm talking to, God is with me. And so that's what worship looks like is I'm pursuing God constantly. Mm. And through that, there are a lot of practical things, you know, like I can, I can be the type of person to try to, um, water down the spiritual side of doing paperwork at my job. Because 
because I don't want to over-spiritualize it, you know? But it's worship. Yeah. You know? That's true, yeah. God, God is, at the end of the day, the reason that I'm filling out that paperwork. <laughs> I'm looking for my, my Bible, but keep going, keep talking. Uh, and so, like, it would be a really clever trap of the enemy to make me desire to um, not give God full glory in a mundane task. Mm. And that's, you know, that's just a difficult thing to do because that's the, that's human nature is to try to like not let God be God too much. Yeah. Yeah. Or the other side of that spectrum is that, you know, you don't let God be a God in your life. Right. So like there's, well, that's what, that's what I'm saying is like, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you, the, the natural bent is like, okay, I'm going to draw a line on how much, especially for, especially for Christians in this day and age, it's like, okay, love God, but don't, don't, don't be radical about it. Don't be weird about it. Mm. You know, make sure that you leave it's room not, for, <laughs> leave room for authenticity, which is really just saying, uh, make sure you're at least a little depraved. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Which camp do you think that does that? I think all, I think all Christians that does that to a certain extent. I think any Christian in the West. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I've never been in the East. But. Hey, Christian, by the way. Christian, Christian. Came in, not not that Christian. There's another Christian here, guys. Yes. Not that Christian. <laughs> hey, Christian. But yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Um, so speaking of that, so like we, we just talked about the, the general life, you know, worship. Yes. The in-church worship. Mm-hmm. What is that? As a, you know, as someone who, who leads worship on Sundays, what do you think church worship is or should be or do you think is there there's not a specific well it's it is um the gathering of believers it's the communion of believers with god Mm -hmm. and god's established that for something special um for us as a congregation, the body of Christ to be the body of Christ. And it is, it's God's community, so yeah. to speak. Um, and I mean, like, you know, there's a billion ways that can happen. There's, you know, we, I was, I was having a conversation recently about like house churches versus church churches versus mm. like whatever. You know, and it's like it is a group of people seeking to establish God's kingdom. And there's a lot of ways, healthy ways to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so whenever it comes to worship, worship is the act of like the church being the church. They come together to pour out their love on God. They come together to commune with God as um, a prototype 
blueprint, whatever, of what heaven or the new earth is supposed to be like. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying not to just like <laughs> bleh, with everything, uh, and just spew, but like for me, the reason that church and worship in the church is so important is the, I mean, the same reason, uh, this is a really, this is an example, is like oh, everyone who went to um, the Eras Tour, Taylor Swift's <laughs> The Eras Tour, yeah, they're all going to say there's something magical about that. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I I I don't know about magical um but there is something inevitably that happens when people congregate for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um but so much more when we are gathered for the true and living God. Um that's what he wants. Amen. Yeah. He wants to be with us. Worship is just us loving him. Mm. because he loves us and he desires that because he's worthy of that. Mm -hmm. And worship is just, it's the whole worship thing. Worship is showing worship and all that, but Mm -hmm. it's like, it's real because when we get together and we worship God, we are ordering ourselves with all of creation. Yeah. Everything chaotic or um, rebellious becomes orderly and holy and as God intended for it to be. And that doesn't mean it's perfect. Mm -hmm. That means it's right. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And this side of heaven, it's, it's imperfect. That is the way it is. Everything is messy. Mm. So our worship is messy. Mm. That's the point of God's grace. That's why it flows so freely and so abundantly is like, that's the way he's chosen for it to be right now is order. Like, I'm going to allow you to step into the order of the fabric of reality. I'm going to allow you to step into the way I designed earth to be, and it's still going to be earth. A fallen earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's unfathomable. <laughs> to oh, quote, yeah. Megamind. <laughs> no. It's um, without fathom. So, with that in mind, because you, you mentioned, you know, with Taylor Swift, there is tour and, you know, like being surrounded by congregants. Do you think, like, transitioning to, like, well, the, like passion? Okay. 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 Look at, look at passion. Okay. That's a holy moment. It is. You know? Did you see, like, the, the moment, the Agnes Day? Yeah. Like, there was no music at all? Yeah. It was just the whole 55,000 yeah. students? And I think this is, this is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to pull out my guns here a little bit okay. and say that that's right, how it should yourselves, be. guys. <laughs> that is how it should be more often than not. Hmm. I don't, and this is, I'm, like, why why does our generation feel like it needs the Mercedes-Benz Stadium 
in order to do that. Mm. Because that is cultivated through doing that on your own. Mm. Hmm. And it's not like this, I'm going to just go, um, I'm just going to go have this spiritual moment. It's like, no, I'm just doing what I should be doing as a believer. Yeah. Like, look at Paul's writings. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, praying for you like that you would be filled with all the um, knowledge mm -hmm. of his love, basically. And it's like, oh, we should be doing this a lot more often. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm chief of sinners. I will step up and say, I don't, I, I don't spend enough time on my knees. And that's kind of a, I mean, that's, that's a popular thing to talk about. We could, we could go through a list of Christianese things that like lose, they lose their power because we talk about them so much because they are powerful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as on a Christian, you should, as, as a Christian, you should live on your knees, mm -hmm. you know, in prayer, in worship, in devotion, in reverence. Uh, have you prayed about it? <laughs> no, I haven't prayed about it because everyone's saying to so much that I forget that I haven't because mm. everyone says that. But like, you know, that's just an example of this corrosion that happens when when we don't let it be what it's supposed to be. I see. Yeah. So back to passion, whenever we, um, whenever that moment is happening, it's like, oh, we should all have that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. this should be, this isn't like, I mean, I'm watching it going, this isn't a holy moment that like isn't meant to, Sorry, is meant to be just this. It's mm -hmm. like, this should be establishing precedence. Amen, yes. And this should be establishing um, replication, hmm. you know? And we, I, I mean, a lot of people, I think, I think, are so scared of like, you're just trying to recreate that moment or whatever. It's like, of course I'm trying to recreate that moment. It was holy. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah. Do you think um, there's a tendency for someone to idolize that experience? Because like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if I were to, to, to be asked, dude, I would love for that to happen in majority of the churches here today because that's like you're saying that's how it should be that's mm -hmm. what it should be you yeah. know like declaring our reverence for god but you will but there, like it's going to be hard to not i mean it's going to be hard to avoid mm -hmm. having people idolizing that experience that high moment of yeah oh my goodness yeah this is remarkable well because one of the moments for me of that was that uh it was at my friend's Anglican wedding. Oh, okay. And this is high Anglican. This oh. is like, we're doing chants. We're not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I was like, this is so beautiful. And I'm tr I'm trying not to cry or whatever because, like, we're groomsmen and we have to go stand up there in a few minutes. But I'm like, this is beautiful. This is amazing. And I think where it comes into play 
is whenever we put um whenever we put expectations on or around what a move of God is supposed to look like that we can't accept anything else. Mm. I see. So um I mean think about think about this in terms of like the Jewish people of the Old Testament are awaiting a king mm-hmm. who's going to come in and conquer conquer Rome, conquer their oppression, everything. And he comes as one of them and he does everything differently than they would have expected it. And so they miss it Mm -hmm. and they crucify him. And like, how many times do you think we are capable of doing that with our worship? Because we think, oh, God only comes to us in this way Mm. and only this way. And if people aren't crying or on the floor or, you know, there's not a pad going or someone's (laughs) – I stopped myself hardcore. Uh, Why, man? Why? Because I was about to say if someone's not up there going, really good, Brad, really good. (laughs) Mark that spot. ADD. <laughs> it went off. Really good, bread. Really, really good, bread. Really, 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 really good, bread. <laughs> then the spirit's not moving. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. red. I'm really, really red. <laughs> That's uh... <laughs> I tried so hard, and then you were like, no, just go for it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Let's please mark the spot. And now like there's no way to like edit that well. No. There's no way that we can take that out. We're definitely gonna keep that. <laughs> For some reason I thought I thought you were referring to the I, one with Tim Ross when I was like, I got bread in my pocket. And then <laughs> bread in my pocket. But yes, I forgot that was you know, a, anyways. I'm kind of scared that we might just need to like redo this redo this whole thing i'm kind of i'm kind of nervous about that really why is that as anyways let's keep going (laughs) so i feel pain on this one i'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) this is crazy anyways it's good it's great dr alford (laughs) so you were saying that some people would say that um, like unless unless specific things yeah yeah unless he moves in this way it wasn't a move of the spirit Mm -hmm. and we place just unrealistic expectations on god Mm. so you you were you're saying like when some people criticize worship in a sense like oh i just don't feel the spirit here yeah there's no like this is not a spiritual worship Mm mm-hmm is that what you're referring that to? Like you trying to like some people are criticizing that just because you don't see like like a, a specific way of how you yeah. think God should move doesn't yeah. mean that the spirit is not moving in that area. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Well, and and think about like um, if we expect God to be a certain way mm-hmm. or move a certain way and he doesn't do it. Are we going to, should we blame him? What do we do here? You mm-hmm. know, uh, I guess 
you know, is that a biblical song because the spirit wasn't moving in it or like whatever, you know, and we've all seen church fails videos or like the, the plants fall over on the drummer or whatever, but like that's besides the point of what is happening in the room. Mm -hmm. The fact that the name of Jesus is being proclaimed over the body of believers Mm -hmm. means that he's there Um, but like in the sense of God communing with people, he does it the way he wants to do it. Yeah. Um, not in a way that the worshiper wants. Right. And that doesn't mean that he won't, Mm -hmm. he might, you know, but I always want to go into any sort of experience with God, any any sort of time where I get to commune with God, I want to go in there going, okay, I'm open to whatever, hmm. you know, and that looks a lot of different ways. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, they were dancing, that's not worship, or oh, they weren't dancing, that's not worship, because like, I'm not, I don't want to reduce it to emoting yeah yeah because i can do that i i will gladly emote all day long but i i want to experience the presence of god Mm. in the body of believers um speaking of that presence of god do you think there's a misconception of what the presence of God is? Because there are times when, like, you know, like, it's it's very important to know that music invokes emotions, mm-hmm. you right? And then, like, in specific songs, um, makes you very emotional. Yeah. But how would you discern <clears throat> having that, like, I, I don't want to, again, I want to be very careful about the words that I say here, <laughs> but, like... You're better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you should... Not did you did you have coffee? Okay, no, we're not gonna go to that the, the the weeds of that. But anyways, like alpha brain. <laughs> but anyways, like like do you think that there's this misconception of like just because the song that you're singing invokes a lot of emotions, people tend to confuse that with the presence of God, or like what do you think? Like is the question making sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think like people are just confused with it? Like, oh man, just because uh, I don't feel the presence of God is dumb. You know, I, I didn't cry today, so I didn't feel the presence of God. Yeah. You know, I'm the wrong person to ask about that one because I don't know. Like, mm. I know for me and me alone i know when i'm going in pursuing god cuz it's not about like oh i hope i cry this time or you know mm-hmm. it's just do i feel closer to god when i leave this place and am i trying to mm-hmm. cuz some days i don't <laughs> I don't want to really try that hard to get close to God because 
I feel, I mean, okay, here's my spiritual superstition coming out. It, it, God's going to test you, right? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I don't want to do it. I don't want to spend time with God in the morning if I know I'm going to have a long day because it's like, that's just a lot more pressure. A lot you know? of discipline. Oh man, you know if I read if I read Hebrews eleven this morning, I just know God might put it to the test or whatever, and that's like my my skepticism of God coming out, and He's gracious with that, mm-hmm. and He's merciful with that. Yeah, uh, but it make like I nobody nobody comes into every service with a completely. Um, well-meaning spirit or like a really completely well-meaning conscience, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and like, I don't, there are some days where I just don't want to do it. I don't even want to be there. And that's not because like, it's not even really, I would say a matter of spiritual immaturity it's the fact that we haven't we have an enemy who knows that the most crucial thing to us is to commune with god mm-hmm. and he's going to attack everything he can and he's going to prevent us and so then whenever we put regulations on it such as i have to experience x y and z or else i didn't experience god then it's like, oh, I'm missing the point of worship. Mm. And that's making me retreat even more because I have an enemy who just accomplished what he set out to do. Yeah. Do you think there's like a huge move of like, you know, congregants and Christians having a consumerist mindset when approaching worship? Yes. Okay. Do do you think that's because they're idolizing worship in itself in the experience, or like do you think that's something beyond like our spiritual, you know, like well, in your personal take? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I I think that a lot of it comes down to the fact that um we live in a plant a plant of plenty. <laughs> A land of plenty where everything is in abundance and everyone does things differently. It's a, it's spiritual buffet. Yeah. And so it's easy to be consumeristic with it because it's like, oh, they do music better. Their preachers better. All of their, <laughs> all of their volunteers are jerks, whatever the case may be. And like, I don't know. I've experienced this too, where it's like the more um, the more you are a part of the body of Christ mm-hmm. in this world, the more you experience that dysfunction, mm. the more you experience the sins of others and the sins of yourself, and you come in there and it's like all of a sudden you're like, that's not authentic. They're not worshiping, right? Mm. I know them. I know what they're going through. Mm. 
instead of, Lord, what are you doing in their lives? Mm-hmm. How can I help that? Am I, am I equipped to help that? Am I someone who should be helping that? Am I somebody who can speak into their lives and give them life? Instead, you're too busy. Like, I can't get into it because I know all these people are fake. Mm. That's hypocrisy. Mm. That's true, yeah. You're being a Pharisee. (laughs) That's, man, that's a thing. I didn't, I know that's a real thing, but I didn't realize like that's, Sometimes that's like the condition of my heart at times. Yeah. You know, especially uh-huh. if, you know, like a worship leader that's up there and, yeah. and you see them and you're just. Well, because, because everybody's allowed to make mistakes except for people in the church. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody, um, you know, the standard is low for everyone except for people who are in church. And it's like, we are held to a higher standard, but the fact that you can't mess up basically means that we're expecting you to be God. And if you fail us, you're out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Especially for leaders in the church, Mm -hmm. like the ones that are up there. And I know because that's me. I've been there. Mm. I have been that person that's like, I've just, I don't know. I've heard some conversations. I've You've heard been the some critique. things. Yeah. 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 And then you're, then there are times where like instances where like you're the ones being critiqued. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, but we all mess up. Mm. What about the grace you gave that guy? Oh, <laughs> well, I, oh, man. I guess, I guess it's okay. Dude. But then on the other hand, it's like we expect whenever they are perfect because it's like they're not real. Mm. That's true, yeah. You're <laughs> not that far There's along no. in your sanctification. <laughs> There's What's no going s- on behind the scenes? <laughs> There's no safe space for you. <laughs> There's, yeah. It's like, oh, where can I stand? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's, so So, how can we, so, so as a worship leader, you know, like being sanctified in Christ and like when, you know, when, during the things, during the times like God's been teaching you and humbling you, what what would you advise or would you say is like the, what would be the best approach to like avoid having that consumerist mindset of like, you know, like critiquing the worship leaders in the worship and then, um, you know, um, like approaching worship with the mentality of like, oh no, I should be feeling this specific way whenever I worship. How can we avoid having those mindsets? As someone who leads worship and as someone who is a worshiper yeah, as well. Um, I think that there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of submission to Christ that goes into it. And there's a lot of. Do you need something to think? Well, I feel like the answer I would give is trite, (laughs) but it's real. It is a work of God. And it's like, it's 
putting in the reps of seeking God, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's hard because you feel like you're seeking God when you show up. And he has so much more for you than just showing up. It's true. That's all that comes to my mind, though, is the fact that it is God. God's the one who changes your heart. God's the one who reorders your loves. That's true. God tells you to reorder your loves. Mm-hmm. And then he says, and then you do it. And he says, I did that. I told you to do it. So I did it in you. Mm. Because that's the whole point of the law and the gospel. I made this. I I set this thing up for you that you're supposed to do, that you can't do, that I did for you. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard issue. It, it really is. Yeah. I would say, because, like, personally, like, I think the the best way is, like, we can approach and reconcile, reconcile that is, I would say, like, what we were just talking about, you know, when we before we start recording a podcast is prayer. Again, yeah. that's a hard thing to do. And even like the prayer of like Psalm 139, like mm-hmm. you reading that and praying that, search me, oh God, you know, you yeah. know, search me and know me, you know, and like know my heart. Mm-hmm. It's basically that's like when we approach worship is to kind of like, because I know like at, at some point, all of us are going to have that mindset whenever we walk into worship. Yeah. We're going to have the mindset of like trying to critique the worship leader <clears throat> or the worship in itself or Maybe even like kind of like being idolizing worship for the experience, quote unquote experience. Yeah. But when we approach worship in such a way like God, before I give all of, all of me to mm-hmm. you, acknowledging how worthy you are. Yeah. Search me and know me. Yeah. And and maybe at some point, like pray Psalm fifty one, clean me in your mm-hmm. heart, oh God. Wash me you with know, this. Wash up. me, yes. I will be white as snow. Yes. Because, yeah. like, I think, I mean, this is, again, I'm not the best biblical guy that you will ever know, but, like, I would approach it in such a way that worship is more about being vulnerable to God. Like, cause, like that's you giving all of you. Yeah. Like, God doesn't need our worship, but yeah. it's something that we do or give in response to God's greatness, to God's holiness, to God's yeah. glory, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I would say like maybe when you when we approach worship is to have that mindset of, you know, search me and know me. Yeah. If my heart says that I want to be seen by others as this awesome worshiper, clean me a new heart. Mm-hmm. If my heart sh- search me and you find my heart heart's posture to be the one who's critiquing the worship leader and the worship itself, clean me a new heart, you know? Yeah. I think having that mindset of like, you know, yeah, like, God, like, you know my heart, please. I don't want, mm-hmm. like like what you were saying earlier, yeah. reorient my heart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Who am I to say? Who, Who am, am I, I to, to talk? Say? Who? Who am I to talk? But what do you think, Tobin? Any thoughts? Corrections? Rebuke? No. <laughs> Not really. Just a no. lot of conviction, I guess. I would say same. Yeah. I guess to be honest with okay, I'll be honest with you, actually, and the listeners. So when we went to Passion, mm-hmm. 
like I think a lot of people will testify of this. You know, for 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 regular church goer, you always wanted to be sitting up front. Yeah. At least for me, I want to be sitting up front because I want to have space. Mm-hmm. I want you know, like I want the freedom to move around whenever I worship because that's what I do. Yeah. For for passion, I always I. I have this desire to always be on the floor on the stadium just because my conviction, again, this, this might not be the conviction of those that went with me to passion, but this is my conviction is that I feel more free to worship on the floor. While at the same time, I can feel the worship even more if I'm down there. Now, I didn't realize that was my heart posture until the second day of passion um, Michael, Joe, a couple of us, uh, mm-hmm. we're on the line yeah. to get the floor access. Mm-hmm. But when we got to the stadium, we realized there was a huge line. Mm-hmm. There's a huge amount of people that wanted the floor access. Yeah, and we were cramped. Like I kid you not. Like I was so we. I I felt so claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm never claustrophobic. Never in my life. Yeah, until that moment. Mm-hmm. And like we are all like pressing against each other yeah and while i was there while we were approaching um the doors to the floor axis the spirit just convicted me of like does it really matter if i Mm -hmm. get the floor yeah like why are we pushing ourselves to be down here Mm -hmm. like we could be worshiping upstairs and i've just and this is just me i'm not saying that those people are you know they don't have a good heart but i'm just saying like i got so convicted to the point like does it really matter if I'm in the floor or not? Mm-hmm. Or if I'm with my friends whenever I worship? Mm-hmm. Or if I meet, if I sit with a bunch of strangers yeah. who are also Christians? Does it really matter? And I got so got so convicted, which by the way, um, I don't know if you've listened to the last podcast, but that same day, um, Carrie Job and Cody Carnes, um, they sang the song Holy Forever. Mm-hmm. And I was there worshiping. Again, I was like, man, this is what I'll ask for. And when we got to this to, to the song Holy Forever, and I had like, I don't know what you think about like having experience from scriptures in itself, but I had like an Isaiah 6 moment whenever I was, whenever I'm hearing about how holy God is, mm-hmm. how great he is. I had an Isaiah 6 moment where like, I'm worshiping here. I have these convictions. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a sinner. And yeah. I just knelt down. And for some reason, I'm not going to say the Lord told me this, but I'm just saying like the spirit put it in my heart that I, so I, I, uh, I basically associated myself to the ground, to the dirt. This mm-hmm. is where, who I am. This is where I belong. Yeah. And I'm just, all I can say in that worship moment was just like, whoa, it was me. Yeah. And then at the same time, God is gracious because in Isaiah six, there was an angel yeah. who touched his lips and cleansed him. Yeah. And at that moment, I was reminded of the gospel of, yes, you are dirty, but God wasn't, Jesus wasn't bothered by the dirtiness of who you are. You know, as a matter of fact, he came to dwell with us yeah. and, you know, purge and atone for your sins. Mm-hmm. At that moment, I was just crying because I'm like, okay, my heart, my heart wasn't in the right place, Yeah, but yet God still came through right. and reoriented my heart yeah. at that time. So for me, it's like... Like, well, I, I don't know where I was going, but that basically, like, I was just be honest about the fact that there are some tendencies where I idolize worship, and that was one of them. Yeah. And I didn't know the 
that that was a big thing that in my Christian walk. Yeah. As I always said up front, because I just want, you know, the freedom to move. Mm-hmm. I always want to have a huge wide floor just so I can move around. But does it really matter? Yeah. What I feel in worship. Right. Right. You know? And, but yeah, that's just my convictions. And mm-hmm. that, that moment just got me convicted. And I was journaling like literally like the, the past few days about it. And I'm just, wow, there's some stuff that I need to think about. <laughs> well, yeah. And it, I guess it goes to show how much, how much like we think everything has to be a certain way mm. to the point where we can't accept anything else. That's true. Yeah. Um, and that's hard. It really is. Like, I mean, I know that's true of me where if I don't like their voice, they're out. And it's like, <laughs> that's not right. Rethink that one. <laughs> okay. But if there's no conviction ever, if there's no conviction and repentance of sin and there's no gospel involved. Mm. Those are the those are the telltale signs of worship, authentic God-centered worship to me. It's you like, think so? Yeah. Repentance and presence of Christ through message of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um Lower your expectations, I guess. And raise your expectations all at the same time. Mm. Dang. Well, what do you mean by like lowering your expectations? Because again, like I think we also talked about it before the podcast. Like, is it wrong to be expectant in worship? Expectant of what? Like being... Just expect of, of something to happen. I mean, I couldn't like say for most people, but for me, my, one of my expectations in worship is like, am I going to be in awe of God mm-hmm. after this? Am I going to look to God and say, oh my, you're great. You're, you're good. You're holy. Yeah. Like, but for some people, it might be more of expectant of, the mood does the spirit you know um well does the truth of those statements change whether or not you feel it for me to say god mm. is holy versus god is holy and lovable. it's like neither of those change god cares about our hearts Yes. That doesn't that doesn't mean he's going to change it instantly. Mm-hmm. Or that doesn't mean he's going to make you feel it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like sometimes you have to put in the reps of going to God again and again and again. Because it's the right thing to do mm. in a world of individualistic authenticity. The way of the cross is obedience. Mm. 
because of the worth of God, regardless of my feelings. And that's, that is faith and faith is authentic. And when your faith is authentic, something's going to change. Amen. It's not, and I'm not discounting feelings. I'm not discounting God cares about the way we feel. God cares that we feel passionate about him. But if God cares about it, then it's ours to let him care for. Mm. And it's not like, okay, Lord, I'm, I want to have all the right emotions and feelings about you, but I have to make it happen. You know, it's like, that's, you're still missing out on a whole lot of grace there. That's true. Yeah. Especially with, and it's not just worship. It's like, all right, how attentive am I in the sermon? How attentive am I to to praying, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all muscles. It's all, it is all a matter of strength. It's not just, it is not solely I'm doing this, hoping to get something out of it. It's also like I'm, I'm working this muscle of praise. Mm. I'm giving myself, I'm giving my energy, I'm giving my time. And I don't realize how much of a privilege it is that I get to do this. Yeah, I get to raise my voice. I get to stand up. You know, we could, would I last in a country where I can't do this <laughs> openly and yeah. freely? Because all of a sudden they need it. Oh, yeah. You know, and you, I mean, we we talked for a long time before this podcast about a lot of things. One of those being genuine suffering. And like, what does that look like? And can you worship God from a place of genuine suffering? And sometimes it's like almost Job. easier to. Yeah. Like Job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes that's what I feel like I need in order to worship him authentically. Yeah. Is that the, the, the bits of suffering, would you say? All the, all the options, all of the fluff is removed. It's just like, all right, give me the real thing and mm. let me do it, please. I see. Cause do you think, cause I, I would argue like in the sufferings that reveals the true nature of your heart mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Right? Because yes. that's what happens with Job, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like Satan was, a, the devil was attacking, you know, Job. And mm -hmm. it was like, like he was challenging God, like, you know, like, hey, if you take away his blessings, you know, like, like he's not going to worship you anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? And we find there, like, you know, Job's worship is not because yeah. he is blessed. Yeah. It was because... God. Yeah. <laughs> and everything he does, he's still going to God. Mm. Oh, yeah. Even like when he complains. He complains to God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sit there and theologize. <laughs> you know, with, with his friends. With his friends. Yeah. About like, why is this happening to me? But more like. My view of God has changed because of this. <laughs> versus God, my view of you is changing because of this. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I don't understand you. And I might never understand you. 
and I need your help. Yeah. Do you think sometimes like that's what real worship looks like? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Man, that's so convicting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dang. Because I was going to say, like, the next question is, like, you know, reflect on biblical examples of worship, you know, and mm-hmm. consider, like, you know, the diversity of expressions that we have, you know. Yeah. Like, how can these examples, like, shape our understanding of authentic worship? Well, David spent two weeks. David Ritchie or like the David? No, like the da- Bible? King David. King David, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to clarify. I just want to clarify. <laughs> um, David, King David of Israel spent two weeks worshiping and pleading mm-hmm. for the life of his son, son yeah. who was not spared oh, yeah. from the consequences of his Insane. iniquity. Yeah. And what does he do after that? He gets up, washes his face, and goes into the house of the Lord. Doesn't mope, doesn't walk around like, oh God, I just don't, I don't have the strength to go to church today. I need a vacation. I just need to get out of town for a little bit. I need to get out of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I need to, I need to go to the beach. <laughs> There's none of that. There's the only thing that is going to solve this for me is being in the presence of God and seeking him. Yeah. And seeking his face. And that's, that is cultural defiance. Yeah. That is rebellion to everything that culture says you should do. Because that's the, op- that is on, on the surface, that's, that is the antithesis of soul care is mm. I'm going to go do something that I don't want to do in a time where I don't want to be going through this time. Well, no, you need to take care of yourself. The only way to truly take care of myself is to let God take care of me. Because that's what you were made to do. That is what we were made to do. We were made to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. And so I'm learning that. I'm trying to learn that. I'm trying to figure that one out. Same. Because I don't want to retreat. Whenever the hand of God corrects me, mm. I want to run to him because that's worship. So, Lord, you're obviously trying to get my attention about something. <laughs> so don't let me go off the deep end. Yeah. Wasn't there a, wasn't there a, a hymn that... um. Uh, it says, like, I'm prone to wonder. Lord, I feel it. Yeah. I do feel it. Yes. Prone to leave the God I, I love. love. So here's take my, my heart, Lord. Lord. Take, take and seal it. Seal it for thy, thy courts, courts above. above. Yes. Yes. That's a wonderful, I would say, proclamation in worship. Yeah. Especially if you're suffering. Uh-huh. That's a, uh, oh, man. I can't cry. I'm not going to cry in this one. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Cry. Cry. Uh, Cry. No. Anyways. Okay. We're not. We're not going to cry. We're not going to cry. Anyways, yes. But, but yeah. 
I don't know where, where we were going with that. But well, where we were supposed to go, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, no, we 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 were basically saying like you know having like a, a biblical understanding of a authentic worship. Yeah. You know, it's not always like jumping around. You know, like for me, <laughs> I spare people of that on purpose. And oh, the, seriously? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't jump around. Oh. I don't think church insurances cover that. It's a liability. <laughs> There's a reason they don't let me in passion. <laughs> oh, man. I make Bethel look reformed. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways. No, yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, thank you for providing like you know that biblical example of worship it's all over the place but yeah it's, it's all it's, it's all over it's the place but it's okay. this is how my brain works this is what happens when you have two uh two guys with adhd like record a podcast called the ketchup and squirrel <laughs> squirrel <laughs> but yeah um anyways um do you have any thoughts and like like advice to people who is being convicted by some of the stuff that we just talked about today and what are some of the uh, things that you could say to them that will be able to reconcile their hearts to God in the time of like conviction of idolizing yeah. worship. God is convicting you. Let him convict you. Don't let that become guilt. Take that back to God hmm. and love him through it and love him with it because that's the only thing to do with conviction is repent to to to, run to back. turn to God yeah to run to God so like a picture of the prodigal son when he got convicted <laughs> yes you know? yeah exactly like run back run back run back home yeah right. run forest can you um can you preach the gospel to those who um who have idolized worship and you know, was in for the word, like in mm -hmm. the for worship for the wrong reasons, or have worshipped different gods, you know, such as money and sex and drugs <laughs> and alcohol. Like, can you preach the gospel to those individuals? Mm hmm. I mean, everything that you're, everything that you're looking for, and everything that you're doing is just a, a misplaced love that all ends in God. Mm -hmm. You want God. And really good at mm, settling for less than God. And that is why that is why Jesus came. And that is why he offers and extends grace is because you because you're a fallen human being and because God came to rescue such people, <laughs> then he who, if we're talking about people who have idolized worship, as I have, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Amen. Amen. Dude, thank you. Thank you, Tobin. Mm -hmm. That's really great. Um, so... I think that's a... You have a lot of editing to that's do. A, that's a, yeah. I mean, 
It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be but, like um, eighty minutes of editing. Eighty minutes of editing. Out. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. But it's gonna be like a twenty minute. No, um, definitely not. I would argue. But Tobin, thank you so much for um being able here to be here in the fun. podcast and being able to pour out like our hearts, you know, yeah. and what worship is, especially coming from a worship leader. You know, um, thank you for being authentic and being vulnerable, which I know that you hate. <laughs> I absolutely despise it <laughs> from my innermost being. Being Christian is yes. vulnerability. Yeah. Is a, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, let's close this out in a prayer. Okay. Um, do you mind if I pray? Go for it. Okay. Um, dear Holy Father God, we thank you, God, for this opportunity that Tobin and I get to have, that we get to just talk about worship and that um and what is it like to have a right posture of worship, God. But um, we pray that even if we don't, Lord, we pray that you you search our hearts and then you, you clean us a new heart, Lord, and that um that you reorient our hearts and our loves towards you instead of the experience and instead of like what people think about us. Um, God, we just thank you, Lord, for your Son Jesus. Uh, designed for our sins and we're grateful for this conversation and we pray that this blesses a tons of people and um but yeah well we just thank you god for this for this opportunity that we get to talk and we lift this all up all glory be to the father and to the son to the holy spirit and now we'll be forever amen all right well thank you guys so much for listening to the catch up podcast tobin again thank you so much for being here brother i know this is not going to be the last time you're going to be here there's a lot of stuff (laughs) I, i I, I kid you not, like this next time this, there's gonna be someone who doesn't have ADHD that's gonna be here and it's gonna be gonna our keep moderator. us on track. Exactly. On, task, on, on track. On track. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on the trajectory. Uh, and maybe Christian will be there as Christian. well. Christian has to be that moderator to kind of like, guys, stay on your Christian lane. Yeah. Yeah. So again, shout out to Christian. I need someone. Rachel would be great at that. <laughs> You're getting off. We need as much moderators as we can. Hey, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we've yeah again we have ADHDs. still t- um, i'm still tempted to just like redo the whole thing <laughs> well, i mean if you don't if we have time but i don't think we do i don't think you do so i don't know what time oh it's almost seven yes yes oh i know, oh. I know we'll be doing okay. this for a while we have <laughs> we have but anyways okay. anyways to close this out thank you guys so much for listening and watching this episode of the catch-up podcast if you have any questions Send us an email to the catch up podcast 2023 at gmail.com. And just so you all know, as a tease for the next episode, it's going to be a heavy one, by the way. We're going to be talking about sexual sin. Oh. Oh, so <laughs> you're like, oh, that's the kind of light. That's a light topic. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, that's our next episode. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode of the catch up podcast. And as always, stay awesome, guys. Say Praise goodbye. God, baby. Praise God. Thanks for catching up with us on the Catch Up Podcast. If you enjoyed our God-centered conversations, share the love by sharing this on your social media or leave a review. Don't forget to tune in next week for more uplifting chats. Until next time, we will catch you on the next episode of the Catch Up Podcast.